Well, not sure about you if you have a fan that does natural and standard, but uh, the standard does a little bit better in terms of shooting its air in my general direction. Natural, although it seems like a good idea, and it is, but uh, yeah. Which is what I have to make sure is programmed properly prior to going to bed. This doesn't affect any of you. It is Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you folks are doing well. And yeah, this uh, I'm referring to this uh, little re rotational fan that I ha have here from Xiaomi. And it has two different settings with the standard and the natural. The natural, I guess, mimics a, uh, a, a, a gust of wind. Whereas the standard is just the one that sort of pushes air towards you. And I've noticed that, and since I have this, it's a Bluetooth enable and everything, I have it programmed to go off at night, but it only does whatever setting I have it last set to. And I've noticed that uh, the natural setting seems to be a little bit noisier because it's not as strong, but then the standard setting, like you, I have to remember to click at the standard uh, before going to bed, and then that way it, it has a nice gust of air that uh, cools me off at night. And I'll tell you, last night, I don't know about you guys in Beijing, uh, I don't know how you're doing. <laughs> Maybe you have better air cons than me. I mean, I was talking about my jet, ed jet engine of a, an air conditioner, uh, but uh, I generally don't use my air conditioner. It's just it's too loud. It's not worth it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was just hot. It was... I could not sleep last night, and so I ended up sleeping maybe, I, I, I think I spent more time getting up, open, making sure the windows were open, checking the fan, turning it on, turning it off, uh, and then, like, you know, dry, toweling off again. I know, it sounds awkward, but I don't know how anyone else deals with this thing. I don't know how uh, Chinese people are typically deal with this this heat and this humidity at night um i actually um there are some of these um what do you call it? bamboo beds or bamboo sheets and i was thinking about getting one of those uh because apparently it it's uh it's not like the the cotton or the bamboo line bamboo uh cloth sheets these are the bamboo like the actual sticks that you can lie on, and I've seen them before, never really thinking what they were used for, and I think it's because that these are used during the Futian, but uh, like during these hot days of summer, they don't, so you're not in contact with the cloth, which, which absorbs heat and then retains it, whereas the bamboo beds, they don't absorb heat. Now, I'm not sure if you still have to lie, like put down a towel or anything, that probably, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you guys have ever used these things before. I might just get one um, just to try it out. Uh, I'm I'm willing because, uh, yeah, it's it's brutal. Uh, it just is. I mean, this year, all I mean, I can't say it's any worse than any other year, but I can say that yeah, it, it's it's hot, it's it's humid, and it can sometimes be distracting uh, for my sleep patterns. Other than that, I, I did manage to get up. I did my uh, my uh, cycling this morning. Went for another hour. I was going to go towards Guangxumin, uh, but that didn't work because uh, by like 
two blocks in, it was just clogged with traffic going uh, eastwards, sorry, westwards. And it just wasn't one of those things where you're kind of like, you know, I could fight this the entire way to go somewhere different, or I could go the easy way, which means basically, which I, I talked about last week, going south and then eastwards. It's a whole lot easier, so that's what I ended up doing. I ended up circling around, doubling back, and then going south uh, towards Panjiayuan, and then around that area. So another 10 miles I cycled, uh, which is great. You know, it's not as it's, I guess you would consider this cross-training if you were actually training for anything. Uh, you know, doing these runs and then doing the cycling uh, every every second or third uh, iteration, I guess. Uh, but, you know, the idea of doing this, it's a lot easier on the body to cycle for 10 miles rather than run for a couple of miles. I did do a second workout this afternoon, and I got my run in, I did my skipping balls workout, uh, and then I also did some mobility work as well, uh, so that was good, because I actually neglected to do the mobility work in the morning, simply because I had I got back so much later from the bike ride, because if I would go for a bike ride for 10, uh, for 10 miles, it takes me about an hour, you know, there's a certain momentum to your, your day, to your, your morning, that as soon as you hit certain time periods, you, you kind of want to get on to the next thing. And so that's what it was when I uh, came back from that bike ride. So, but managed to get it all done, which is great. So tomorrow, thinking again, another two workouts if I can. Uh, and you, again, I, some some people might be wondering, like, how, how can you do two workouts? This These two workouts are, are basically a replacement of the time it used to take me either to get to and from work or sorry excuse me when I was home I would go for walks at this time like I'd get up and stretch and everything so the morning walk and then the afternoon walk and I realized now that I even used to go to uh, go take an evening walk but I don't do that anymore mainly because uh, I'm not gonna lie sometimes I just pass out I fall asleep uh, very early but uh, the the morning r- walk has been turned into this going uh, going for a 20-minute run, uh, some skipping, and then another workout, like a kettlebell workout or something, and same with the afternoon. So it's almost the same duration. It's possibly a little bit longer, and where it does, where, where the timing does get extended a little bit more, it's actually in, this will sound funny, the cleanup. So having a shower, you know, um, washing clothes and stuff like that, that's the part where the time spent on the workout is actually uh, extended because I have to take care of a few extra things. But um, And I also have to make sure I have to eat as well because if I'm doing weights and stuff like that, uh, it's good to uh, eat within 30 to 60 minutes after working out so I can be energized can be fueled for the next workout uh, after that uh, but I was thinking I've, I've, been, I've talked about this before whether or not it's sustainable and I go as if I kept on with that sort of approach of you know is the morning walk the evening walk or the afternoon walk that that time duration is still occupied it's what I'm doing in that time duration I've upped the intensity 
by by yeah, lots. I'm not gonna lie. I'm going for a run, uh, even if it's a slight jog, and even if it's a light skipping workout or some medicine ball work. Uh, it's still a lot more than going for a walk and listening to a podcast or something. I have noticed I've actually even stopped listening to music or podcasts during my workouts because they seem to be distracting. And I say this because I, I record these podcasts partially, you know, to give you guys something to listen to while you're working out and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, the what I found is that it's actually easier for me just to go do my workout and focus on that rather than debate what I like, think about what I need to work out to, what I need to distract myself from the workout. Um, but I mean, I do I, my one of my go tos actually for uh, any part of my my workout. Uh, I have a I have two or three go tos that if they're ready great then if if they're not then i i just sort of skip it uh number one i use uh, uh timmy trumpet's ultra music uh set the first half that was the only part that i was able to get um but that's the so it's like a 34 minute track that i have and that one's really good for i used it for my kettlebells and stuff like that because uh, that's a good like if i do the whole duration of that track 34 minutes and that's a good set with uh worth of uh, of a workout um, I also still listen to either the Discipline Investor or DH Unplugged. It's put on by the same guy, uh, so that's that's good for an hour. Uh, I also listen to Market Call uh, tonight, which is a, a, a BNN Business News Network Bloomberg. Uh, for, it's a Canadian-based podcast uh, that they talk to these different money managers, so I I listen to them as well. Um, and the only other ones that I would listen to if I have them ready are foreign affairs. And I do like foreign affairs because they're like 16 to 20 minute articles. Sometimes they're 34 minutes and they, uh, but those, I mean, those are, that's good for your, your sort of the global perspective, especially, especially since being a, you know, expat, being a traveler, I do like having that sort of, uh, access to different voices and, uh, a broader scope of opinions, uh, rather than, you know, just the, the shop talk that sort of happens at work and in expat communities and things like that. But having the access to those foreign affairs MP3 files, uh, which I think you actually have to pay for. I do have a subscription to the uh, the magazine itself. Um, and it, I mean, it wasn't expensive. So, I mean, it didn't break the bank. And it does enable me to have these uh, MP3 files, which I find very useful and was also a contributing factor to me starting something like this, this audio blog that I, uh, I publish. Uh, it, it just makes things a whole lot easier, not just for me, but also I think for a lot of uh, people who are interested in what I'm doing and some of the things they want to find out, um, like blogs and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's just easier to have it in audio version and pumping through your headphones rather than trying to sit down and read um, a blog on a tablet or a computer, trying to find the time to read the, the you know the words yourself. Here they're being spoken. That being said, I do have uh, two new pieces of content up for you folks. Uh, if you want to have a look at that, uh, the I have a new blog post on my HSK five test from this week, and I wrote it up. I actually wrote it's it's titled "Some Thoughts uh, Before Taking My HSK five Test." I wrote this uh, Saturday morning, and I said I was going to publish it, and so here it is. I finally uh, got it up um, later earlier today, 
and that's available to uh, look at on my website, stephenstershke.com. You can take a look at there. Uh, it's, it's lengthy, but it explains uh, pretty much in detail sort of my current... Um, I, I talked a lot about it on Saturday and even yesterday, but it explains a little bit more and gives some links to the different blogs that I've seen or different posts posts that I've made over the years that sort of detail uh, the progress of my Chinese. Starting with one of the first ones, like, I don't have an interest in learning Mandarin Chinese because if I leave the country in a year, I don't want to spend the time. Eight years later, and I'm now looking at HSK 5, HSK 6, it's sort of interesting to see that progress. Um, the uh, and this oh and this actually this this blog post goes together with the new language vlog. I uh, finally got together today. I actually spent most of my my day working on this. It took longer to render out than I thought it was going to. Uh, it's an 18 minute video, and it is it's on my my language channel, not my uh, normal YouTube channel, but my language channel that uh, talks about, it, it compares, I take the audio files from, they were 2019, and I think 2020. So when I was doing the HSK3 and HSK4 books, and I was reading uh, the texts out loud and recording them, well, I, I re-recorded these last month, I guess. Yeah, it was June that I did this episode. Uh, and so I, I reread these texts without listening to myself first, and then I listened to them later. And I think you can hear a pretty a, a pretty big difference in the uh, the pronunciation. I can. I, and so for those of you who are kind of wondering, you know, uh, how dare you publish your Chinese pronunciation uh, for other people to listen? I mean, this just is, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Well, you should hear what I sounded like to you know, three years ago, four years ago you're going to be cringing uh, and I think you might hear a bit of a, an improvement uh, and so with that and I, even listening to that that video today I was going oof this is this is brutal I mean there is a lot of room uh, I have to work uh, work on these things so with that being said but this HSK5 post on my website uh, and then this new language vlog that I have up as, uh, as well on YouTube I plan on moving forward with this and practicing. I think I might actually even start chipping away at the HSKK. So it's the Hanyu Shaping Kaoshi Koyu exam test. Uh, and so, well, that one focuses a lot more on tones. And I think that one's actually automated, to tell you the truth. You don't, li- you don't talk to another person. It's actually all computer-based. The, the mp3 files played for you, you repeat it, and then it's fed through some sort of algorithm. I believe, I believe, I believe, I might be wrong on that one. Um, but that is something that I'm looking forward uh, to trying out, if only to, I don't know, uh, silence some of the questions about my tonality. I did find a new website. Uh, I was thinking about trying out, uh, trying out a spectrogram to uh, figure out some of the tones, see if they're actually the tones that they say they are, but I'll have to talk about that uh, on another uh, episode. Podcast lineup in the works. Uh, So I talked to a few people today, actually, and I was able to um, uh, secure some agreements going forward 
for podcast recordings hopefully this week and then again next week i should have another person on as well uh, I'll, I'll tease that for now and if it does get recorded this week awesome and i will let you guys have a little bit of a listen uh, once those happen nfts of all things this came up again today and i uh spent some time thinking about this because as a um, media producer content creator whether it's blog posts, audio files, videos. And I was thinking about making these uh, audio blogs into videos, and I'm not sure exactly how I would do it, but there are methods to doing it uh, and, and publishing them online. Um, but these NFTs, one, one the, the simplistic view of the NFT, and some people are still confused about what they'd be used for, Basically, NFTs are like a ledger. They're they're a a contract, a method of contracts. That's it. It's it's a irreplicable, irreplicable, It can't be replaced type of contract because each NFT has a specific hash associated with it, and with that, it can't be duplicated. Uh, it can't be replicated in any way. There's only one that exists like that on the blockchain. If it is a click, right-click save as JPEG, that creates another instance of a different hash. So it's, it's a different hash altogether. It's not the same thing. And if it is a right-click save as JPEG, whatever it is, that also means that it's not part of the blockchain, which means you might have a copy of it, but you will not derive any money from it, nor will the original creator uh, derive any cash from it. And that seems to be one of the bigger issues, one of the, the, the motivating factors for NFTs is that the creator retains a percentage of the royalties going forward. Now, that sounds all great with artists and filmmakers and stuff like that. What if, and this is the one that got me, this is courtesy of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who was talking about it again, he's been going on about this for a while, plane tickets. In 10 years' time, your plane ticket will be an NFT. Not only will it be a QR code, it will be a QR code that was made by a digital artist. And that digital artist, whose name, brand, recognition, blah, 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 whatever, will fetch a certain price. And you think of it, and you're going, ah, well, who would want to buy that? Well, what if? What if this was an old one yen bill? Or an old dollar bill? Or an old coin that can't be used anymore? And it doesn't really have... I mean, if you used it, you'd be silly to use it sort of thing. But... It can't be used because it's out of circulation. What if it was an old ticket to, you know, Gordie Howe scoring a triple, uh, scoring a hat trick in 21 seconds? Um, or, sorry, Billy Mozienko, sorry, not Gordie Howe. Gordie, Gordie, I'm not sure if Gordie Howe ever did it. Billy Mozienko did it in 21 seconds back in the day. He scored three goals in uh, less than 21 seconds uh, in ice hockey. What if it was, you know, an early ticket to some other performance? You know, back when tickets 
first start like old concert tickets guns and roses from 1991 or 1992 you see these things being offered with some of the collectible editions of cds and dvds and all that other media stuff they seem to like metallica uh what's that box um live shit binge and, binge and purge they had like sort of uh gate passes and stuff like that rep uh replica gate passes that's what nfts could be in 10 years and i, I heard this like about the plane ticket well okay who would want to buy a plane ticket well hey weren't you in beijing when pick a time in the last five ten years and people were like, oh, was that for the 2008 Olympics? Or was that for the 2022 Olympics? Was that when the coronavirus was raging across the world? I will buy that ticket from you. As a, as a, as a, a memento of the times. With that, 10 ideas for music NFTs. I got, actually, I got nine total. So number 10 is currently blank. Number one, music files for the MP3 or WAV file itself. Number two, MIDI files. So the, these are like the actual things. Like if I create something on the iPad, I could spit out not just an MP3 or WAV file, but also the MIDI file. Number three, the project file itself. You can send the GarageBand file, the Logic Pro file, and make that into an NFT. The making of the project. Maybe it's a video, an audio, and maybe a special thank you. You see these happening on Patreon quite a bit number five images of the wave form so this is kind of like my idea like it'd be like almost a a, a poster of something um kind of not a poster but it would like be one image maybe in like one of those digital frames and it can play through the song and that not only do you get the physical frame but then you get the um sort of if anyone shares that you see this is where i'm getting kind of fuzzy on whether or not that could be actually a technical nft or if it's a collectible or if it could be both in some way the idea is that it's in an, uh, a digital uh format a digital frame it plays back you can display it but then it's also one of a kind number six a usb of everything again this could not be an nft but maybe the nft is all of the files like the zip file together Number seven, a blog post with screenshots, like an ebook sort of thing. Number eight, a meeting with the maker, uh, but that would be like, sort of like if you bought the blog post with all the screenshots and you get a meeting with the uh, the, the creator of the whole thing, uh, and then like you get to keep the video and the audio afterwards or something like that. Number nine, JPEG poster of cover art. Um, so not like the waveform uh, image, but like sort of like the cover art of the album and then maybe even the cover art of the song itself so we'll put number 10 as the cover art for the song number nine is the cover art for the album itself so there you go 10 ideas for uh music uh making nfts i don't know if most of them i don't know if half of them are viable but that's sort of what uh, came to mind when i was listening to this uh, uh little talk that uh, uh gary vanierchik was doing on YouTube, um, as for the currencies, yeah, you might be wondering, Ethereum pops up quite a bit. I'm going to take a look a, a little bit more into this. I'm still not sure how easy this is to create and how easy it is to uh, use and trade this stuff. Like in terms of utilizing Ethereum, like actually using it for something other than NFTs. Good question. No idea. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. 
show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevensersky.com. Hope you have a chance to uh, take a look uh, at that uh, new blog post that I have up and the language vlog that uh, is up on uh, YouTube as well. All right. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.